to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories are afraid. They are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1, 17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today to listen to episode number 99. 99! 99! That means 100 is coming next, Jill, with our super special guest. You guys are going to be so excited about our special guest. Super special guest. Oh, we can hardly wait. I think I am just a little giddy about it, honestly. But happy August 15th, or whatever day you happen to be listening to this. Um, and whatever your summer has been like, we hope that it has been a good one and that as your next season's stump coming your way, that this fall that um, it brings you closer to the Lord, we hope that you're going to bring Afraid Not into your routine and keep listening and going on the journey with us. Today we're interviewing, well, kind of interviewing, <laughs> two women from the Bible that we know and love, and you know and love them too. Let's hear about them, Jill. Okay, we're going to talk about Mary and Martha. We're going to stay in the New Testament today and talk about these women and their reactions and how they responded to things. We're going to make our best guess of how they might respond if we were able to actually interview them in person. And we will get to meet them in heaven. There's no question that they are believers in Jesus Christ. They will see in our passages we look at, they loved and believed in their Savior Jesus, and they had an amazing, really special relationship with Him. They did, and they were sisters. So, um, Mary and Martha, we're going to start in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Just a a little snapshot picture of them, and then we'll talk about it. Starting in verse 38, it says, As Jesus and His disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to Him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, let's talk about this. I love this story. I do too. And I think Martha gets a bad rap. In because this. honestly, she's a good girl. She's this, she's a, we'd be friends with her for sure. She's probably the oldest. Mm-hmm. She um she's a party planner. Is a party planner. She's a hostess. <laughs> she she's, makes things happen. Yes, she's cooking, she's doing all the preparations, all the things, trying to get ready for everybody. She's probably a good multitasker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very practical. And you know it's interesting there's no mention of her husband's name. And it's interesting in this time, this period of history, that Mar- Mary and Martha are standalone characters, which says a lot about their amazing strength of character. Yes. They 
they might have been married, but we just don't know the details. And these women, they their story is not about their husband. No. <laughs> their stories about... And they're named women in the Bible. Yes. Shout out for Mary and Martha. So, I mean, it's pretty cool just to even imagine the fact that as they're welcoming Jesus into their home, this is the Jesus that everybody's been talking about. Everybody everywhere has been saying, have you heard? Have you heard? Did you know? There's a story. Can I tell you? And it's just spreading like wildfire. And Jesus was really close friends with them. They were really close to him. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if this is the very first time he's been in their home, or maybe not. Maybe It, he it sounds like he's probably knew them pretty well already. Yeah. So this may just be one of the times he showed up at their house. It does sound like, from the conversations, mm-hmm. that it's not their very first time no. to meet. No. And now, they also have a brother. We're going to bring him um, in in yeah, a minute. we'll talk about that. We'll, he was probably we'll get there to Lazarus. Too. He was probably there this night, you know? I yeah. bet he was. But no mention of him. No mention It's all about the women. Yeah. So as they're having this time at their house Mary Martha's preparing in the kitchen she's doing all the things Mary is just sitting at Jesus feet listening to him talk so the reason why one of the reasons why this is pretty significant is that women did not sit at the feet of rabbis they were not disciples but Jesus had women disciples Mm -hmm. but most of the Jewish Mm -hmm. rabbis they did not choose women to be their disciples. You would not sit at the feet of, uh, of a rabbi. In fact, girls were not even allowed to go into the study of the Torah like all the, Jew- the Jewish young boys would. Uh, they would go to school. They would have you know, training, and the girls were not allowed to do that. No. So the fact that Mary is sitting and listening and learning, I love that about her, and I love that about Jesus. And the fact that Jesus spoke... Theology we talked about with the woman at the well. Yes. He invites these women to be his disciples, sit and listen to him talk, listen to him teach. It was just a whole new thing that didn't happen in that time. But um, one of the things, too, is the... Let, let me read a verse in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 that says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. So a rabbi's yoke, we think of yoke as like on an ox, like mm-hmm. the burden that the ox is carrying and something heavy. A rabbi's yoke was his collection of teachings and his perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, And you were walking in the dust so close that you want the dust of the rabbi's feet on you. Yes. So sitting at the feet is sitting in a posture of authority for rab- for the rabbi. It's saying, this rabbi is my teacher. And I'm the disciple. And I'm the disciple, and he's an authority of me, and I want to be so close that I get this dust from his feet on me. And the yoke is his teachings. So mm-hmm. when Jesus talks about his yoke is easy and his burden is light, that kind of just changes that whole verse to me. Yeah. Finding that out. I love that. When we're brought into this scene, we can imagine Martha bustling around. And I'm sure there's more than just those three people at the party. There's probably many people. And she's trying to get it all on the table. Everything has to be done. And we do, our heart goes out to her because if she had not done it, then it really wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have had dinner. Right. <laughs> yeah. If and she's operating in her communal hospitality world. And her gifts. She's an organizer. 
She is someone who's going to be responsible and follow through. And she is a hospitable person welcoming people into her house. But it does say the danger zone of that. Verse 40, it uses an important word that I just want us to hone in on for a second. And listener, stop what you're doing for a moment and just look at this word. Distracted. She was distracted. Well, and he also says, you are worried and upset about many things, many things. So not just the hosting, not just preparing these things. I think Jesus is telling her, you're worried about so many things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mary is doing what, I'm not going to take this from her because she's listening to what I have to say. And you're over here worried about many, many things. And so we're not supposed to read this story and say, okay, the answer is never get things done and just sit down all day long. That is not the point of the story. It is important for us to follow through and to be, you know, hospitality, have people in our homes to actually serve meals or to, to follow through with our responsibilities. But the point is that as we're doing those things, that they do not become a distraction. Jesus tells Martha the most important thing is the great possession of close fellowship with him. That's the treasure. That's the great possession. So Martha, in, his, in the moment that she's working so hard, she just forgot that. So all of us right now, I need to hear this today. Listener, you may need to hear this today. As you are busy about many things, as you're taking care of the details of life, that need to be taken care of. The laundry that's got to be moved from the washer to the dryer or it's going to stink. And there is some in my washer right now. <laughs> you know that those things have to be done. But as those things happen, I don't want to be distracted from the really important thing. My heart can still be in communion with the Lord as I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Well, the, Mary sees the big picture. She yeah, is locked in on what is. Jesus is saying. And one of the things we need to talk about, too, is when when there's a double name mentioned, Jesus is Martha, Martha. When any time Jesus says their name twice, it's like a term of endearment. Yes. And he's getting ready to change something in their life every time that happens. So, And he's gentle with her. He's not, He doesn't get mad at her. He's not mean to her. He's gentle with her and just says, you're worried about too many things. He's so compassionate. Yeah. And there are times to put down our work. There are times that we just, the most important thing is sitting with Jesus. Well, sometimes the thing is not the thing. Right. Sometimes I mean, the, she yeah. was saying, make her help me. Make her get up. Make her do something. That wasn't probably the thing. That wasn't really what she was probably concerned about. Mm-hmm. And Martha was kind of a boss. I mean, <laughs> yeah. she was running this house. <laughs> right. She's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So we're going to flip over to John 11, and this relationship, this friendship, we are now going to get to a part that is an amazing, amazing miracle. And this happened in the timeline pretty close to when Jesus knew that the Pharisees' plot to kill him was growing and growing and growing. And so we don't know exactly how many weeks were happening, would have transpired between this story in John 11 and the actual moment that Jesus was crucified. 
but we know it's getting closer. So that really is an important backdrop to, to notice. Let's talk about their names for a minute and what their names mean um, as we talk about these three people in mm-hmm. this part of the story. Martha means lady or mistress, like mistress of the house. So she's probably the oldest sister. She's the head of the house. She's a boss. Mm-hmm. She's very practical. Mary means wished for child, or and it sometimes means rebellion, beloved. So it's, you know, this more spunky, probably, personality, um, but beloved and emotional, maybe a little bit more emotional. Mm-hmm. And then Lazarus means assisted by God. And we'll find out why that is here in a minute. That's right. <laughs> So let's look at the beginning of John 11 says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. Now the story about Mary wiping the Lord's feet, we're going to read that in a moment. It's actually, um, we can read about that in John 12. But for right now, This is a a moment of sorrow. This is a moment of Mary and Martha realizing our brother's about to die. And they said in verse 3, they sent a message, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Let's talk about that just a minute. So he's... The message that he receives doesn't say Lazarus is ill. It says the one you love is ill. Yeah, it's a real tug at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. We know you love our brother. We love our brother. We need you. This is a cry. For this help. is a cry. Yes, this is the like you those moments Ill. that you can't even hardly speak because you're so in such turmoil. Yes, and it's a cry of help. So Jesus answered. This illness does not lead to death. You may be thinking, well, Lazarus does die. But what Jesus was meaning was that it did not lead ultimately to death. It did lead through death, which I just, spoiler alert, I'll let you know that something is exciting about to happen here. (laughs) And he knows that it's a very important miracle. And this miracle is going to be one that changes many, many lives, and many people will believe in Jesus because of this. Verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, what do we expect? We think, he, we think he'll go with he'll them. He'll go immediately. But no, it says he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. So why would he do that, Jill? Well... Because Jesus knows what's about to happen. So he's going to let it play out the way it needs to. And so he can perform this miracle. But And it's confusing to everybody involved. It's confusing to the sisters. It's confusing to the disciples. Nobody understands why probably he's... Probably to Lazarus. Yeah, Lazarus is probably in his bed yeah. thinking Jesus needs to get here. Why will he not come? Yes. And this sorrow and hardship that they're going through, Jesus knows But he has an amazing demonstration of power that he's getting ready to bring. But he allowed their sorrow and their hardship. And I don't know, somebody out there may need to hear that today. You may be saying, why, why, why? With your circumstances today, and you may not see any way out of this. But just like in this story, 
The Lord may have an amazing demonstration of His power in store for you that you just cannot see in your present day. You just don't know yet, but He's with you. Okay, let's keep going. So the disciples are worried about Jesus because they know all the rumors about the Pharisees trying to put Jesus to death. So after the two days, Jesus told his disciples, let's go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. So this seems like a surprising answer. So he's really talking about walking in fellowship with himself. Mm-hmm. And that the night is compared to not believing in Jesus, not obeying Jesus. He's talking about this spiritual light. Right. He's not afraid of the physical death. He is talking about spiritual things. Okay, so will you t- pick it up from there? Let's keep going. Okay. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So they're thinking, well, he's sick. He needs to be sleeping. He's just sleeping. Yeah, that's fine. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So they think... We're going to yeah. go through Judea. Yeah. He's probably going to die, and we're probably going to die with him, but let's just go. And they, this is also a demonstration of the fact that they have chosen with all their hearts and minds and souls and strength to, to love and believe in Jesus the Savior. So they go. Let's just go die with him. So when they get there, verse 17, Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. Wow. Yeah, so there's going to be a smell. Mm -hmm. They've already closed it off with a stone so that they don't have to smell it. But it's not, I mean, like, this was a rotting corpse in a grave. Absolutely, in a hot time, most likely. And this is two miles away from Jerusalem. That's where uh, Bethany was located. So all kinds of friends and family are gathering and, and just coming to mourn and grieve with Mary and Martha. There's a lot of people there. So, yeah, and this was a pretty well-known, well-to-do family, yes. apparently, because everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And we don't, like you said, we don't know of a husband for either of these women. They seem to own a house. They were financing Jesus' ministry. It may have been one of the first house churches. So these were these people were very close to Jesus. They could have been wealthy. It was probably a very large house mm-hmm. that they had. And all that we know that live in it, that we're told, is Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Right. So Martha heard that Jesus was coming. We're in verse 20. She went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. I don't think Mary had the strength to move. She was just too sad. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So she's even saying right now, you can bring him back. You can bring him back. She has faith. She does. Yeah. 
Let's talk about Jesus' answer. Okay, so Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Well, and of course, this answer, Martha took it like, oh, I know. I know you're talking about the end times with, well, we're all going to be raised at the end. But really, Jesus meant, no, no. I'm said, going to do it right said, now. <laughs> I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is to come into the world. After he'd, she'd said this, she went back and called Mary. The teacher's here and he's asking for you. Mary heard this. She got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not entered the village, but when she, but was still at a place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn. Okay, so now we're adding another sister to this moment, this conversation, and Mary's going to have the same question Martha did. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying to him, and can you just hear the sadness in her voice, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I love this verse. I love the empathy and the compassion in this verse. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. He said, where have you laid him? They said, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. I mean, he cried with her. Yeah. He cried with he her. He knew what was going to happen. He knew this was going to end up being a totally different story than they thought it was. And he still was brokenhearted to see them so brokenhearted. And those moments, listeners, that you've been in a room and it's just you crying on your pillow. He sees you. He loves you. Just feel the comfort of this. He wept with Mary and Martha. Even though he knew the victory that was moments away, he he loved them. That's how he loves you too. And they could have been angry, but they don't sound angry. They're no. questioning, and it's okay to question. I mean, they're questioning like, why didn't you come? Yeah. He wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. But they're not screaming at him. They're not throwing things at him. They're not like, how dare you? They can bring their questions to Him just like we can. We can bring our questions to the Lord. Every question we have, we can ask Him. And they asked Him, you know, Lord, why didn't you come? If you had come, our brother would be alive. But this is why He waited, because of what He was going to do. So verse 38, Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Woo! 
this is a great moment. This is a great moment. <laughs> yes. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's exactly why he waited so that they could experience this with him. And I mean, of course, Lazarus does die later on, but not at this, not today, not at this point. Mm-hmm. And because of this miracle, just as Jesus knew, many people believed in Jesus. It says in verse 45, John eleven forty-five, many of the Jews did believe in him. Now, there was a flip side to this. Yes, this caused the anger of the Pharisees to even get worse because they were so afraid of the power of Jesus. They just hated him. And this is getting closer and closer to the crucifixion and all that Jesus went through for us. So then we flip over to chapter 12, which says six days after the, or six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served. Martha served. That's right. Of course, (laughs) Martha the boss. While Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Wow. And you know what? Considering how much this was, the entire pint, this is a huge amount, a pound of expensive ointment, and it's likely that this was for anointing both Jesus' head and his feet so this would have been a servant's job, but Mary, as she showed these actions, she's showing humility. She's showing devotion. She's showing... She's wiping his feet with yes. her hair. Yes. Which is, of course, kind of the woman's, I guess... Glory. Yeah. Yeah. She's using her hair to wipe the dust off his feet. What love and devotion this is. There's a song that you listeners, you may have sung it in church many times that talks about how I'm the one who's been forgiven much. And that's why she had such devotion in what she's She had a tender heart. She had a tender heart and she knew she'd been forgiven. Of course, this is also the point where Judas says... Hmm. Why was this perfume not sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. This is worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared, but because he was a thief. So, and he had charge of the money bag. So, I I think that one reason I wanted to bookend with this little snippet of the story is just that it shows after Jesus raised Lazarus that this intense devotion to their Savior grew even more. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were probably in the early church, serving and leading other people to worship Jesus. And I just wonder if for the rest of their lives, if they talked about how important this night was, that maybe this was the last time they got to have dinner with him. And they didn't know it It was the last time. And the perfume was meant for burial purposes, Mm -hmm. and they didn't even really... Mary didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. She didn't understand that that's what she was doing. But this probably was the last time they would have seen him alive. Yeah. Just a beautiful, beautiful story. I think some takeaways from Mary and Martha that we can all experience together. We can see that God uses our gifts 
but he wants us to remember to not be distracted by anything. The most important thing is the relationship with him and that whatever we're facing, whatever sorrow, whatever hardship we're facing, we do not know the end result and we can trust the kind compassion of Jesus. He weeps with us. He loves us. And he's going to carry us through every moment, whatever is in store for us. And we need to think about why we're serving when we're serving. What is our motivation? Are we spinning too, spinning too many plates? Mm-hmm. Are we not just, or are we focused on what Jesus is telling us, what he's teaching us? Right. You know, as somebody who spins a lot of plates, I needed to hear that today. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't directing that at you, but... (laughs) I think I have some plates that are spinning, so... But, listener, thanks for being with us on this episode of Afraid Not, looking into Mary and Martha, and someday we'll get to talk to them. They are believers in Jesus, and if you are too, then we'll get to talk to them in person. If you're not, I just want to tell you that just like Jesus said to Martha uh, in John 11, 25... Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And if you believe in him, you will live. You'll have eternal life. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We have enjoyed so much doing this little series that we've done this summer. It's been fun getting to know these women closer. Um, There are many women mentioned in the Bible that... uh, even if they didn't have a name, had an adventure. And a lot of the biggest adventures were given to women. True. Pretty cool. So, Well, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks for a very exciting episode and back to our normal interviewing flesh and blood people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So August 29th, two weeks from today, is going to be our episode 100. And oh, we are so, we're so so excited. excited. So if you'd like to give us a little... Uh, anniversary gift or birthday gift for us if you would rate and review our show that helps other people find us make sure to subscribe and we would love to have you back again all right see you in two weeks everybody